Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. My name is Peter Engler, and I am here with the fantastic Amanda D'Angelo. How you doing, Amanda? Oh, I'm wonderful. The fantastic Peter. How are you? I know. Well, uh, doing well. Good. We also are here with our remarkable producer, Nathan Yoder. We uh, at Why God Why uh, exist to respond to the questions you don't feel comfortable asking in church. We're part of the Lumavaz podcast network, which is out of Saddleback in California. And talk about a question that you don't feel comfortable asking in church. Why am I scared to pray out loud? Yep. I think a lot of people feel this way. What do you think, Peter? I I hear it all the time. Me too. There's times that I've asked people to pray out loud. Yeah. Um, and uh, they just don't. And so it's always good to know more. And mm-hmm. uh, the interesting thing about our guest today is we have a... Uh, we have Carolyn Carney, who mm. wrote the book, The Power of Group Prayer. And I think that this question is one of the underlining mm-hmm. of how we experience prayer in the church. Mm. And I think that she's really going to give us a holistic picture of why it matters. So I'm pretty excited to talk with her. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see and hear what she has to say about it. So Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Um, why don't you share a little bit about yourself so the listeners know um, about all about Carolyn and a little bit of your faith journey too. Great. Well, uh, Amanda, thanks so much. And Peter, mm-hmm. thanks for having me today. I'm looking forward to um, where this conversation will take us. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, I work with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. So it's a campus ministry. I've been doing this for quite some time. And um, I my faith journey is... Um, I came to faith as a young 15 year old and um, kind of never, never looked back. Um, And the Lord has, you know, led me into different places of ministry and leadership and grateful for that. And particularly uh, this topic of prayer today, um, I began maybe about 15 years ago or so um, leading a um, kind of a, a week-long course on intercession uh, with college students. And um, that became sort of the foundation of, of this book. So um, really believing that God hears our prayers. He wants us to pray. And as we, um, as we partner with God and with the Holy Spirit, intercession can transform us um, and the world. So, mm-hmm which is, that's the subtitle of my book. So before we move further, can you, cause some of our listeners, they might be part of churches. Can you just define intercession for people that might not know what that is? Yeah, good, uh, good question. Because uh, actually when we were talking about the title of the book, we wonder about having intercession in the title. And I think a lot of people don't know what intercession is. So, um, so that's why it's, group prayer. So, so intercession, really, I think a great way of, um, of looking, uh, at it or understanding intercession is that it's, um, and I believe I got this from, uh, a pastor in New York city who talked about intercession as with, with one hand, um, you have kind of the, the needs of the world. And with the other hand, you touch the, the throne room of God and you bring them together. So, if we were on television, you could see my hands are together kind of in the prayer position, right? So you bring those things together. You bring the needs of the world into the throne room of God. Um, 
it really is intercession. It really is about kind of being in between, um, being in, not, not that we're, you know, not, you know, a part of the world because we are, but there's that sense of, of, um, the, the needs that we see in the world, in other people, in our church, in our lives, um, we believe that God can do something about that and wants to do something about that. And so we bring those things to God. So let me just kind of jump in to this question and the topic of your book, because the topic of your book is about group prayer. And then there's the question of like, why are we scared to pray out loud? Mm -hmm. Like group prayer just is awkward. Um, so, <laughs> so like whenever I ask for prayer requests, I mean, I, I could give some examples, but like usually prayer requests aren't necessarily about people unless they're really sick with something. It's about a long lost relative, or it's about this thing that's happening in the world or in their neighborhood. And it, it's really not necessarily personal. And the other thing too is, is like, usually like in a small group or when people gather, like there's like the desig designated prayer and then there's the rest of us. So like before we kind of jump into why am I scared to pray out loud, why is it just so awkward for us to pray in groups? Oh, I, I, I hear you. Um, I tell a story in the book of my very first time going to our church prayer meeting. And in the church, in that meeting, we divided up. And I think the men went to one place and the women went to another place and we're going to pray. And, and then we further broke down into smaller groups, which I think that group was probably about 10 or 12 people. And so we went around the room, we shared the prayer or the circle and shared the prayer requests, right? And you're absolutely right. The, the things we bring up are, you know, my aunt Susie's having hip surgery and like, no one knows aunt Susie except you. So it's hard to, it's hard to know how to pray for aunt Susie, you know? Um, and how will I know what happens to aunt Susie? Mm -hmm. and, and truly, I mean, in one sense, do I really care what happens to aunt Susie, uh, to your aunt Susie? Like I care about you. Yes. Right. Um, so I think, sometimes what happens in those group prayer situations is um, it's a lot safer to share a request about Aunt Susie who lives so far away than it is to share mm. with you in that circle. Um, I'm struggling with my faith right now. Mm. That's really vulnerable to be able to share that. Mm -hmm. And then what are the other people in the group going to think about me? Right? Mm -hmm. So, it is absolutely, absolutely awkward. Um, and so in that same, in that story that I tell in the, in the book, what happened was we shared the prayer requests and then, you know, really there was about five minutes left to pray at the end. And that's oftentimes what happens too. Um, and then one person starts praying and they pray through the whole list. So kind of like a grocery list, you know, there's the can of beans and the corn and the breakfast cereal, you know, and they kind of list those things off. Well, then what's left to pray about? Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how do I add to that? So part of part of our being um, afraid to, pr to pray out loud is that we don't we, we don't have good models mm. of praying together. Like, I'm not sure that, that was praying together. Mm. 
I'm not sure that was group prayer. That was like we were in a group, yes. But were we praying praying together? I I don't I don't think so. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Um So I might be getting in the weeds a little bit, but I think it's a great example to go off of because I can totally relate. And I, I appreciate your honesty to say like, do I really care about Aunt Susie? Because we've all been there. We've all asked that question because I don't know. I just appreciate you saying that. So instead, what would it look like? Like give us in the same example, what would be like even one step closer to a more healthy group prayer or praying out loud for other people? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question, Amanda. Um, I, I think I'm a, I'm a big advocate of, um, what, what is this prayer meeting about? Mm. Like, do, is there a purpose? Mm -hmm. Can we have a greater vision for this prayer meeting? So for instance, um, you know, such and such church meets in such and such community. What if our prayer time, the purpose of it was to advance the gospel mission in this community? Mm-hmm. What if my church is located just down the street from a school? Well, what if our prayer time was, could be, fo- or some of our prayer time was focused on that school? So you, you connect the prayer meeting with outreach and with the mission of the church, mm. um, as opposed to these sort of, you know, random things that do, that are a part of our lives. So it may be a place to pray about those things. Aunt Susie would be say with a prayer partner. Mm. Like I do that in another place, but not in the group, in the church's prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and and then what happens in that, if our, if our, uh, the purpose and the intention of that prayer meeting, I, I, I think that also would help more people come to prayer because there's a, there's a focus, there's an intention. Um, and then what happens is, um, so there's both the, the focus and intention, the purpose of the prayer meeting, but then there's also the way we go about praying. Um, so for instance, in a group of 10 or 12, I might, make that group a little bit smaller. It might make it six. Mm. Um, and then the, the, uh, one of the methods that I, that I teach in the book is what I, is what I call praying in agreement. And in that, uh, let's say the three of us were in a group, Amanda and Peter and Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would happen is let's say I would start and I would, I would say like two sentences. All right. So, um, Let's let let's say our purpose is we're praying for the for the school, you know. Um, so I would say to my two sentences. Um, uh, God, we pray for the teachers at such a school um, that those who have faith in you would be uh, would have courage to uh, to live out their faith. And then Amanda, because you know someone who's a teacher at that school, you might say. Yes, God, I pray for, you know, Susan Thompson um, and her fifth grade class. And I pray that today, or maybe because you're praying at night. So I pray that tomorrow morning uh, she would be able to engage, a, st- a student would come to her with a question and she'd be able to engage that student well. And then, and then Peter, you would say, 
you know, you know someone at that school, someone from the church goes to that school mm-hmm. and you say, yeah, little Tommy, he's in, he's in need. And we pray that um, he, he might come to see you more clearly today. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do a couple circles around that, but we're not, what happens in that is then I'm not, I'm not trying to figure out what I'm going to pray next because I'm nervous about Mm. about speaking out loud. I've got to listen to the other people who are praying because then I'm I'm adding my prayer to their prayer. And that's praying together. Mm-hmm. And you're praying out of what you know. You're not trying yes. to be like, what's, what's the best thing I could pray for the school? You're like, I actually know someone at school. Or recognizing, hey, if Carolyn covered the teachers, I can cover the students in prayer. Like, I pray for the students Something in like that, that school. Right. Right. Well, one thing I wanted right. to bring up, Carolyn, because your your book actually uh, your work actually inspired me. So, tell me if I did this right. Uh, so, in small group, you know, we were in like a really difficult series, and you know, so I decided instead of us doing like regular prayer time, I just said, "Hey, you know, we we know that there's a lot of brokenness in our community." So what I want everyone to do is take a moment. I'll start. We're just going to go around the circle. If you want to pass, just, you know, say pass. But, you know, we just want you, everybody to pray for the brokenness in our community and what's happening. And what I was shocked by was, like, it was actually fascinating to hear what people said. Because it it wasn't necessarily the things that I was thinking about. And I actually felt like, our Bible study time in small group became even more important. And Hmm. so I don't know. I mean, is that kind of what you're kind of, it's not just, Hey, let's take prayer requests. It's no, let's, uh, you know, today, you know, we're talking about generosity. Let's, let's pray that we would be a a generous church to the right, like needs. And then just see, is that kind of the things that you're looking at and kind of what you're describing? Yeah. Yeah. Like where are the pockets in our community that need generosity? Like how, how could our being generous affect different pockets of this community, you mm-hmm. know, and then kind of pray into that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I do think, you know, an- another reason why we're kept from praying uh, or we're, we're nervous to pray out loud is because um, it, it, you know, it is that one is maybe it's not our, it's not, it hasn't been our tradition, but we have people who, we're used to the pastoral prayer mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings where yeah. the, the pastor prays, you know, on behalf of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so we say, well, I can't pray like that. So this type of prayer, this praying in agreement where I'm only have to, I only have to pray two sentences. <laughs> almost everyone can say two sentences. Right. Right. Um, and then I, I found too, you know, even in places where maybe I, maybe I don't, I don't know the situation. So when I was praying with um, some uh, group of people during the pandemic, um, I don't have, ch- I don't have children. I don't know what it's like to have children. Um, but I was praying with Joy, who not only has children, she has grandchildren. And I was praying with Fumi, who was a, a child psychologist. So she knows a lot about about children. So as I listened to their prayers, I then knew how to pray because I was really listening 
to their their prayers. And I, I gained more more knowledge and kind of a, an angle, if you will, about how to pray because I was really listening to their prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I echo that and feel that in my life where I'm so inspired by the way that people pray. And which is, I'm glad we're answering this question because people who are nervous to pray out loud, they don't recognize that the way that they pray as simple or as complex as it can be could bless someone else in the room because they're finally praying about something that's on their heart or they felt like God showed them in scripture or the needs that they know around them. Um, and I think you bring up a great point of a lot, like comparison can just stifle so much of a person's personality and their faith journey. So if you look at the pastor and say, well, I can't pray like that, or I can't pray like my small group leader, it's going to stop you from doing that. Um, so what would you say, Carolyn's like a, like the first step to like that two sentence prayer, what would, how would you encourage people in that first step of praying just with two sentences? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think it does need to be taught. Um, and here's the thing too. I, th- I think, um, we, prayer be- is something that's so private and, and personal to us that, um, we don't we don't think we need to be taught how to pray but mm. the disciples asked jesus to teach us to pray right? right so even these these learned folks these folks who grew up in in being uh in their jewish faith had to be taught how to how to pray and so mm. um so i do think because it, it is a change i think to how we typically pray so um i I usually, when, whenever I'm, I'm leading a group, um, I will kind of introduce the idea, um, and uh, and we sort of we sort of practice it, and then sometimes we, I then debrief it afterwards. So, what was that like for you? How different was that for you? And um, so, I, I think it's it it takes a little bit of time to learn because, and even that it's a because it's not it's not usual for us, but I I think. You're absolutely right, Amanda, that there are ways in which we all pray that can be an encouragement to other people. Mm -hmm. So I want to push back on that a little bit, Um, you know, not because I don't believe it, but I I can just anticipate our listeners. Carolyn, Amanda, it really doesn't matter if I pray out loud. Like, you know, you you can tell me that I'm going to be encouraging. Sure, that's great, but... I, I don't talk in front of people. Mm. I barely talk in small group. Like, why is it such a big deal if I don't pray out loud? What mm. would you say to that mm. person? Mm. Well, you know, Jesus tells us this parable and he t- says that, you know, the measure you give is the measure you get. Um, and when we're able to engage in prayer like this, that's why I say that that intercession can transform us because I'll be in a situation when I'm praying and I can pray, pray, I can pray for hours like this with a group of people. And there's a way that my faith gets lifted up um, because I have engaged uh, with other people, with a community of people, right? Um, and have 
stated my my belief and kind of, you know, thrown myself on the mercy of God. God, won't you do this for us? Um, and do it for your own, do it for your own self. I mean, it, it is certainly it is good for the body of believers, but it's also, uh, there's something that is invigorating to me when I pray in this, in this particular way. So Carolyn, what, what I love about what you said was you talked about how there's like a spirituality to praying out loud, but Jesus talks about the Pharisees that they pray out loud and they pray arrogantly and they pray with too much confidence and they pray with pride. And it's almost as if you're saying we've swung the pendulum so much to the other side that we've missed what it's like to even pray out loud, that there's something about, and I want to be careful that we're not legalistic. There's something about our spiritual maturity that leads us to ask, if you don't feel comfortable praying out loud or you're not challenging yourself to do that, there's some type of impediment. Am, am I kind of hearing you right? Or I mean, I, yeah. It is risky, right? It, it is risky to voice what is on your heart um, aloud. Like, how do I know I'm praying in God's will? How do I know God really wants to do this? Um, it it is it is risky to do that and i um and 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 yet it it is that thing of if you don't if you don't take the risk then you're not going to grow mm. you'll be stunted right mm. like i've i've heard some i've heard someone say um if you if you talk the same way at 40 as you did when you were 15 people would say you're 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 kind of developmentally delayed hmm. so if you pray at 40 the same way you pray at 15 are you spiritually delayed <laughs> right like um, or, you know, I think of, of the things that kids, the kids pray, right? It's like <laughs> kids pray these wonderful prayers of their, their heart really, really open to God. And I think some really risky prayers, kids, kids, I've heard kids pray. Um, so what is our our investment in our in our faith can we trust god for these really big things can can i can i cry out to god on behalf of my city and my town mm -hmm. and 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 say god i believe that you want everyone in this town to come to know you mm. can i can i can i state that in a you know in in a prayer and say, you know, God, would you, would you help to make this happen? Would you, would you work to make this happen in us and through us? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point of, you know, how do you actually grow in it? And I love that you brought up being taught. Um, I used to be a fourth grade teacher for eight years. Teaching is very important. You got to model the way 
give many examples over and over and over again. Um, I'm, I, for some reason, I wanted to ask you if there's any growth that can happen in also praying on your own, or is it better to kind of try to pray with like a friend, like someone you feel comfortable with first, and then praying with the, your small group that you meet, you know, every other week or whatnot, or, you know, in your women's event, like what are also some ways besides being taught that you can like foster that yourself as well? Yeah, I think that's really true. I, I think you can grow on your own. I just know for myself, um, it, it is that kind of iron sharpening iron that happens mm -hmm. when I pray with other people. Mm -hmm. um, so for instance, uh, my friend Marianne Vogel has a tremendous amount of faith when she prays. Like she, she calls things forth and I, I am, I am, I, my faith is encouraged when I hear her prayers. And so I can call upon faith or more faith than I thought I had. I can call on that because I'm in the same, because I, I hear Marianne's prayer. So all I can say is that I, I know my faith has grown more and my, my, my confidence in prayer has grown more in praying with other people. You can certainly, um, I'm, I, and I say this in the book and I'm, I'm happy to say this, uh, on a podcast. Um, I don't, I don't consider myself a strong intercessor. Um, I, I think those strong intercessors are the ones who can, you know, go to their prayer closet and they pray on their knees for hours and hours and hours. I can't, I, I can't do that on my own. Right. Um, Maybe it's because I'm too extroverted. I don't know, but <laughs> um, but I can't. But I can pray for a long time with a group of people if, if we're focused. If we're focused and and have a a real strong purpose in what we're praying. Yeah, for. I like the purpose. Yeah, it's really good. Well, and I wanted to go back. You did answer my question, and I think the whole maturity thing—that that's like taking risks—is part of growth. And and something that I think that you just said that I find super fascinating is. I ask people this question, you know, who's the most spiritual person in your life? Mm. And I I don't have Pew research on this, so I could be wrong. Someone's gonna email me, but you know, I'm an extrovert also. And the person that I describe as the most spiritual is like an introverted monk. Like, mm. and, and then, you know, when I talk to an introvert, they also talk about this, you know, this extrovert that's out and doing things. And mm -hmm. the reason why I think that that relates to prayer is there's two things that I just wanna throw at you just to kind of get your thoughts. So number one, prayer, I kind of put into like Bible study and evangelism where there's this weird gray area that there's people that are super passionate about it. And forgive me for this, they're like rock stars but we all know that it's something that we're supposed to do. Um, and so we're like, well, I'm not the prayer, you know, I'm not the person that reads the Bible. I know I'm supposed to do it and I'll do it. So number one, I feel like we've, we've kind of put people on pedestals and mm -hmm. it kind of, mm -hmm. it's made it unhelpful. But then the second thing, going back to the, my, you know, just my original point, which is, like, I feel like we're always comparing ourselves in prayer 
to the opposite of who God made us to be. Hmm. And I think on, hmm. on one hand, we're supposed to be the way that God made us, and we learn things from people that are the opposite. Um, I don't know. I'm just the way that you're talking is just helping me process. I usually don't process like this, but I think that this is so huge that number one, like there isn't like this, there's people that might be more passionate and more gifted, but that doesn't mean we can't experience prayer. And number two, I just think we have to be careful of comparing ourselves to the opposite without realizing how God created us. I don't know. Push back on me. Tell me if I'm crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, when, when I, and listen to you, what, what comes to my mind is, um, you, you know, why why is it that, say, we're, we're in church and we know, oh, there's that lady. Like, she's she's the prayer warrior in the church, you know. <laughs> she's And she's spooky because she's such a prayer warrior, you know. And, and so we distance ourselves from, from that. It's like, you know, whoa, like, I don't know what's going on there, but that's, I don't understand it. But that's, I'm glad she prays, but I don't understand it rather than go up to her and ask her about her prayer life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like dig deep and say, so what is it about prayer? Mm-hmm. Like what it like why do you pray like that? Like right. and and wouldn't that be think about the conversations that would happen in church rather than the comparing ourselves and then like making us feel you know, we feel bad, we feel you know, second rate or something. And we end up distancing ourselves and isolating ourselves as opposed to approaching that person and learning from them, learning what their passion is and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, Learning about their view of God. Like, I think that's actually a really fun question to ask people. Like, how do you, how do you view God? What's God like to you? Mm -hmm. And, and you, you ask that to someone who's really committed to intercession He'll get some really good answers. Oh yeah! You're like, what is what is God like to you? It would it would be a beautiful thing if we ask that question to the people that we look at and say, "I want to pray like them. I want to serve like them. I want to um, be generous, evangelize and, like them." Absolutely, yeah. and just ask yeah. the question and say, "You know, it." I mean, my goodness. Sorry, I'm having a revelation right now. I just feel like it. Shouldn't we be doing that as part of the? body of Christ to really encourage people in what they're good at and, and just say, I, like Paul said, do what I do. Right. And if we go up to someone and say, I want to do, I want to serve and love and, you know, evangelize like you, like you teach me how. And then I would love if people did that and took it a step further and say, okay, now that I learned that skill and that tool and that way from someone, how do I do it in a way that God has created me? That it's not like I'm ex- doing it exactly like them, but the structure I'm taking it and implementing in my character and my heart and where God has put me. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think in that too, then um, it, it comes in some ways. It comes back to the um, to me the the praying in agreement mm. because then it's not. I'm not comparing my prayer to yours. I'm connected to you as we're as we're praying. Mm-hmm. And and actually my my prayer is enhanced by your prayer because it's your view and your perspective on something that 
it sparks something in me that then allows me to pray my two sentences, mm. you know? And so there's, there's that connection that happens as opposed to, oh, I can't pray in a group with them because XXX, you know? Right. Yeah. And right away, what came to my mind was when I think about people in group prayer and they're sitting there thinking, well, I can't pray like them, or I really shouldn't say anything, or, oh, it's not going to make, I don't know what to say or whatnot. You're totally blocking yourself off to the fact that when God said, when two or three, two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You are push, you're putting your, your view back on yourself. And I'm, I'm guilty, guilty of this and saying, Mm -hmm. this is now about me and how I can't, um, participate. And instead of recognizing that if you, you know, if you, if you are a Christian in the room, God is in you and he's stirring your heart in ways that he's not stirring the person across the room from you and just being open to saying, okay, for some reason I feel led to pray for this, this one thing that no one else has prayed for and I'm going to pray it and it may not come out the right way. I may fumble through my words. I may not say it like my leader or whoever but I'm going to pray it anyway. Um, so any thoughts on that as far as being attentive to like where God is leading you in group prayer? Like what are your thoughts on that, Carolyn? Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause my thought is if, you know, you're, you're, it's true. Jesus is with us, uh, where there's two or more gathered. Um, and so it's like, like trust it is, it goes back to the risk thing, right? Mm-hmm. Trust that God is speaking to you and is leading you in, in prayer. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm also a, 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 a proponent of, you know, if you, if you say, if you say the wrong thing, well then, okay. At the end say, well, I didn't do that right. Well, whatever, but just pray, you know, take that risk mm-hmm. to pray what God has put on your heart because you you never know if that's if there's a connection to what someone else what God has laid on on their heart yeah mm. right right so maybe the last question before we ask the question because this has mm-hmm. been super practical and just mm-hmm. super helpful you know so I I kind of want to back up a little bit more you know because we've been kind of talking about why am I scared to pray out loud why isn't group prayer praying for things that are meaningful we love you aunt susie but we don't know you um so how much of this do you associate with our fear hesitation inability to have meaningful conversations spiritually with the people closest to us how much of that do you think it's related because you're even talking about things like you know I haven't asked this to Amanda, but Amanda, what are you praying for right now? Mm. You know, to really like how much of this is related that we're not, you know, growing these deep relationships that kind of almost impact how we pray and how we talk with each other. Mm. What's your experience? Great question. Mm. That, um, I think that's spot on that, um, there is a, um, you know, Christians are, are known as being nice. Mm. Um, and so that means we don't, we don't ask the, the pinpointed questions. 
um, nor do we share, do we share too much over, you know, over sharing, uh, because then we're, we're too afraid of what, what someone's going to think about us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're just nice. We're nice and polite. Um, what, um, again, like what, what might it be like if we could ask those questions or share more vulnerably? I think that's a great question. So, you know, Amanda, what are you, what are you praying about mm -hmm. lately? Like, and what are you praying about for yourself? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think oftentimes our, 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 again, we would hear something like, oh, I want to be more effective at work or, um, you know, the classic, the classic response now when people ask how, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. Well, I think that's a little smokescreen, you know, because one, to say you're busy means you're, you're, um, you're productive, you're, you're doing stuff, but it's also like, there's gotta be stuff going on in your life. Like, you know, like busy sounds like you're, you know, you're a robot doing stuff as opposed to a person with feelings and a life and, and pain. Right. Right. So, but to, to ask, and I, I think I, and, and I, 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 and I do do, do that too. People ask, you know, how, what are you praying about? I'm praying about the things of my work because that's so much in my mind, but what are you, what are you praying about for yourself? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's, it's a different, it's a different story. You know, it's a different level, right? We're okay with the outside. We're okay with the outside level. Like the stuff that has to do with our hands, right? Our doing. But when we get to the inside part, the feelings or the values, that it's a little bit harder. But the, but again, I think, think about our prayers, mm -hmm. right? When we pray together, are we just praying about the doing things or are we praying about the deeper, the deeper things, the values right. in our community, the values in our church. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of exercises I do in the, um, I uh, introduce in the book about kind of taking that look at your church, at your, um, at your community um, and things that need to change or things that aren't, I talk about fallow and fertile ground. You so let's take a look at those things and see what's actually going on and what's not going on. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I'll give you one more question if you want it. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. I just have so much to say. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a question. I will say this for anyone who like is feeling this, but I, even in the aunt Susie example, what if in behind all of that, it wasn't just a, okay, I need a prayer request. Yeah. My aunt Susie's struggling right now. I'm going to pray that. What if behind it was, my aunt Susie is dying of cancer and in that causes me a fear of death myself. Like what if they made that mm -hmm. connection of like, here's my, here's my prayer request, but here's the root of what is going on in my life. I think opening that up to authenticity, like you said, it provides an open door for more spiritual growth and to become more like Christ because you're being authentic and saying, here's my life and here's what's going on. So uh, there's no question in there, just an affirmation of, I love that we brought that up and brought that to the surface because I think it's so important. Yeah, what do you, what do you think mm -hmm. about that? Go ahead, Carolyn. Well, I, you know, it made me think, you know, uh, I want to pray for Aunt Susie 
you know, if and if there is an Aunt Susie out there who needs hip surgery, I'll gladly pray for you. But mm-hmm. um, if if Aunt Susie comes to my mind because I'm close to Aunt Susie, and I'm close to Aunt Susie because um, my mom died when I was young, and Aunt Susie stepped in, like right, right? like that would be that would be okay. But we mm-hmm. don't we often don't share that, that part. I mean, sometimes we do, sometimes we do. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I just, I think it, you know, it, to, to me, it comes, it comes back to, I think we could, it, you know, if we gather together as a church or as a small group and we're going to spend some time praying, let's, can we spend as much time thinking about the prayer time and planning the prayer time mm. as we might do about a worship service, mm. right? Can we, can we focus our energy on that prayer time as much as we would about a worship service? Mm. Might that make a difference in the way that we pray and the interest people would have in coming? Wow. Wow. So uh, before we jump into our last question, uh, just a reminder, the power of group prayer, it's available at IVP Press, uh, ivpress.com. You can use the code YGOD and get a discount. We're so thankful for uh, 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 Kristen Clayton, and so uh, we thank you for that. So the question that we always end with um, as we kind of talk about why am I scared to pray out loud is, what does Jesus have to say about this topic? You know, as I was talking, if you were watching us on video, Amanda grabbed a Bible verse. <laughs> do you want me to go first? Or? I do want you to go first, though, because, A, I feel like I always go first when we're co-hosting, just FYI. But then I, I really want to hear what you have to say for because I feel like a lot of verses come to mind for me with this. So go for it. And then, Carolyn, as always, you get to, like, clean up whatever mess we leave. And um, <laughs> if you... If you pray for Aunt Susie, it's my sister. So that's no, but she hasn't had a hip replacement. So okay. Sue, Sue, I love you. That's Aww. all we'll say. Love my sister. Aww, so I love that. Um, so, you know, all throughout while you were talking, Carolyn, this story kind of came to my mind because as a church, we've been really growing at this. So during the worship service, we actually, our worship leader, Jason Harris, gives us prompts. And there was one Sunday morning that he gave this prompt of, you know, share one thing that you're like super grateful for or one way that we can pray for you. And there's a gentleman that was right in front of me. I was with my wife. He was by himself. And I just, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, how can we pray for you? And he said, I was jobless for six months and he was about to just break down. And he said, God provided me a job. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought about that, like, what would Jesus say? And maybe it's as simple as, like, pray more (laughs) and not in a legalistic way. But what I was thinking about is how often that Jesus prayed with people. And the fact that the disciples asked him how to pray is kind of a reflection of that. And I think what we do with Jesus is the same thing that we do with the prayer warriors is we put Jesus in this box. Well, you know, of course we pray. He's the mediator. He's all of this. And I wonder if what Jesus is saying to us is it's his prayer life is descriptive for our prayer life, that it's a model for us to follow, that Mm -hmm. you can pray for other people, that you can pray out loud, that 
it's normal. Like we should celebrate when people raise their hand and say, teach me how to pray. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think what I'm seeing from this to pray out loud is it's not just that you'll encourage others, your faith will grow, but there's opportunities that you can see God in a different way. So that's my thought. Love that. Um, I think I'll reference the verse again about um, where two or more gathered, there I am in the mid in their midst. And um, I was just studying Psalm 139 today, 23 through 24, that said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And, you know, that Psalm talks about how God knows everything about us, every single thing. And yet David invites God in to say, search me still. Like, I'm going to be still, I'm going to rest and continue to search me. And in light of our conversation, I wonder what that would look like if we imagined the prayer, the groups that were in, in prayer to say, God's here and he knows me. And like you said, Carolyn, I'm going to take the risk and trust that as I open my heart to God and as I open my heart to God's people that I will receive blessing and so will they. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I would just, I'd come back to that, to Jesus, what, what he taught the disciples when, when uh, they asked to, uh, for his teaching on prayer and, and he teaches them, obviously, you know, the Lord's, the Lord's prayer. Um, and that notion of um, when he when he prays, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And what what strikes me in that prayer is, and and what the, my my motivation in praying and taking that step to pray out loud with others is that my recognition, my, my ability to see that um, his will is done infrequently, too infrequently, um, that his name is not hallowed in this, in this world. Mm. And um, uh, that in, in, in seeing those things not being done, to, to just accept them as well, that's just the way it is in the world. That's to, that's to sacrifice. That's just, that's to surrender a Christian worldview. And so when I see those things, then I call them out and I say, no, that's not the way it's meant to be. That's not the way God intended it to be. Mm. God intended his name to be hallowed and his will to be done. Mm. Um, and what's the other one? His will to be done and oh, um, on earth. man, and what uh, on earth as it is in heaven? Give us this day our daily bread. On earth as it is in heaven. Yes, yeah. That, that that's his intention is for that. Um, and so when I when I see that is not happening in the world, then I want to I want to pray that that would be what's in the world. That, that mm. that's my motivation to pray. Mm. Is mm. that so? That uh, was wonderful. Uh, Carolyn, uh, just a, a reminder that if you want her book, The Power of Group Prayer, go to ivpress.com um, and then use the code YGOD and you'll get a discount off that. The week after, uh, two weeks after this airs, you'll have that 
moment in time. Carolyn, this has been so great. Um, let me ask you this. Where's the best place that people can find you? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have a website uh, yet, but uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, I guess it's probably the best the best place. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll have them search you out. I'm so glad that, excuse me, that Janet Blathy introduced us. Um, she's a friend of the podcast and a friend of the church. So to have you here, uh, it's great. Hey, um, why don't we do this? Would it be okay if you just closed our episode in prayer? Ah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. God, thank you so much. It does. It does feel like it's been a. Um, a conversation with you present here. Uh, and I pray for everyone listening um, that uh, each each one of us would grow in our uh, capacity to pray, to intercede, uh, that we'd grow in, in our love for this world that you have made. Uh, do, Lord, uh, enlarge our hearts with love for this world that you created and send us out Lord with words in our heart to send back up to you to ask you to be at work um, thank you for this time in your name we pray amen amen